Hello, Poke fans. Welcome to the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short. Your twice monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me are my fellow librarian. No, they are fellow trainers. Slag Kick. Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's never easy when so much is on the line. And Sulker. Wow, you and your Pokemon power levels are amazing. They're over nine thousand for sure. Today is January twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. 18, and this is Stabcast episode 24. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of our venture into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. And this week, we are back into action. All three of us are deeply sorry for our having been away, but with the end of the year shenanigans and life in general, things have just not worked out too well for us recording. But to make it up for you, we're going to have a whole bunch of rapid-packed episodes for you in the coming weeks. Please look forward to that. In the meantime, though, let's talk about our Poke Weeks. Sulker, I'd like you to start. Well, first, I'd like to say I'm disappointed that you didn't, like, say Rapid Dash episodes coming at you in the next few oh, weeks. And then your face oh, turned in, your fain tr- face turned into a Rapid Dash, like uh, Samson Oak. Yes, that. Uh, so my Poke Month, or Poke 2018, um, let's see. So uh, I took kind of a break from playing Pokemon Ultra Moon after our last episode just due to the holiday season. Uh, so I've actually been getting back into that uh, when we had last spoke as a group. I had finished the first island. Uh, In the last week or so, I've gotten all the way up to the final island, Pony Island. So I'm ready to start that, uh, assuming that other monster-related games don't consume my soul. Um, The big thing that's really been going on in my Poké Months have been uh, the fact that my friend Seeps, uh, or Seep Space, as he's now known in the Pokémon world, has been streaming his Nuzlocke of Pokémon Yellow. Uh, So I've never actually watched a Nuzlocke lock before this one uh and it is some of the most entertaining television i've ever watched also terrifying well i mean that's it like we've we've had a few deaths along the way and it has been absolutely heart-wrenching to watch happen also uh, terrible yeah i mean i i definitely want to pour out a 40 for Dwayne the rock geodude uh-huh. uh, he, his death was was predictable but should have been stoppable i'm watching you seeps you know this because you're streaming live um and that's really been it for me. I recommend people go check him out on YouTube. Uh, I think he's just S-E-A-P-S on YouTube. Excellent. And what about you, Slykick? Um, my Poke Weeks have been a little bit different, I guess you could say. The main Poke-related thing that's happened is I did over the, you know, kind of, um, course of the holidays, I guess you could say, um, get a little... I wouldn't say I got back into Pokemon Go, but I loaded it up a couple times, uh, started getting some... Hoenn Pokemon, so, you know, um, not every still, I would still say I'm, like, playing regularly, it's just, uh, you know, um, every once in a while I'll load it up and be like, oh, here's some Pokemon, um. Have you caught anything interesting? I know there's been a lot of, uh, more recent gens than Gen 1, but it's, it, they're mostly doing Gen 2 now, right? They're actually into yeah, Gen, Gen 3, 3 yeah, as we will so. be talking oh. about in this episode. See, that was my segue into that eventually. Yeah, so I have a few Hoenn, but nothing, like, super rare that I can think of, or that I was like, oh, I'm so excited 
excited to get that. So, uh, you're just someone like kind of the normal Hoens. Um, so I'm, I'm a normal Hoen. Yeah, I'm just normal Hoen around. Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, fan dubs of Pokemon themes on YouTube. Um, there's like a really good one of Pose, which is the Sun and Moon ending, and a really good Alola. Yo, Mirai one. no champion. Um, and I'm like, why don't they just use these? Like, they could just um, have these people do like the themes instead of Under the Alolan Sun. Sorry. Um, not sorry. Yeah, not sorry. We got your back on this one. And then I guess this is kind of related. I've been playing World of Warcraft again, which is probably why I haven't been playing as much Pokemon games. And you've been doing the monster battling? No, actually, I've not been doing the monster battling, which would have been, like, tangentially related. But um, I'm playing Horde characters on the Proudmoore server because I've never really stuck with Horde characters. And, and I'm so, like, like, you're collecting all of the animals again, right? Like, even well, if you're not battling them, that's what the relation is here? No, I'm naming my characters after Pokemon, so I... I have a fire mage named Thalerion, which is like Flareon, and then I have a undead rogue named Delmize because uh, he's gonna be like the pirate outlaw type, and Delmize is a uh, you know ghostly anchor, so I thought that kind of fit. And then okay. uh, last night I made a Pendaren monk named Pangoro because fighting type. So huh. I mean, I guess it just goes to show that even when you're not playing Pokemon, if you're a Pokemaniac, you got Pokemon on the brain. So. I mean, uh, Psychic, let me ask you: Is your first name Armstrong? Because that was a stretch. Now, see, I actually thought that I'm was I'm kidding. Really I just wanted to make a Stretch Armstrong joke, okay? I lived through the 90s, and I have no way to reference that in my daily life. Well, Psychic, I think that's cool. So, um, I actually have had not as much Pokemon. Did I say I was done? No. <laughs> I, I'm I done. I had your back. Spike, how was your Poke Week? So, um, I've actually had a cool few Poke Weeks because, you know, I finally got around to buying Pokemon Tournament DX. Because of, you know, some announcements that we will be talking about here on the show. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying, you know, I made my trainer, used some of the new customizations, and made him even cooler than my old trainer on the Wii U release. By which you mean you played it at all? shady shade. I have probably already played more of uh, Pokemon DX than I played it on the Wii U, just because my gaming habits are so portable-centric, which is why Pokemon is such a big series for me. So, yeah, it's it's actually been really nice to sink a little bit of time into Pokemon Tournament. Um, have either of you guys caught any of the Pokemon Tournament play at uh, Evo Japan happening this week? No. No, uh, I really did want to watch some of that. I know that we've got a new story that kind of relates to that, um, but we'll talk about that in just a couple minutes yeah well after after the show we will uh load some of those up on youtube or twitch or wherever the archives will be because yeah there's been some some phenomenal high level play it's been really cool um otherwise uh you know trying to get through uh pokemon ultra moon struggling a little bit just because there have been so many games this last season that have come out all vying for my time and pokemon moon was like just a year ago so ultra moon while there are some changes as we discussed last week and or last episode and we'll be discussing next week when we get back to our pokemon ultra sun ultra moon discussions um there hasn't been enough changed for for me to really like hook my interest so it actually has been a little bit of a struggle but for all y'all out there in internet radio land i'm gonna stick with it and i'll get through it um all right all that having been said let's move on to our muse or poke news sulker you want to get us started today 
Sure thing. Uh, so in Danny DeVito-related news, uh, Detective Pikachu is finally coming to America, as I'm sure most of our Poké fans know. Um, and a little backstory on that is, you know, it came out, what, two years ago in Japan, uh, is basically the story of a Pikachu that can speak but has less effective electric powers and is also a detective. Uh, he interacts with different Pokémon, uh, as well as kind of working with a, a human to kind of solve some mysteries. Uh, and interact with a few sh- other shady human beings. Uh, this news piece is really not so much related around that, but we are going to talk about the fact that they are coming out with a giant Detective Pikachu amiibo, uh, which I'm absolutely loving because it just looks like it's angry and like is telling you that you need to go shove it somewhere the Pikachu don't shine. It's not under the Alolan sun, let me tell you that. It's where the Alolan sun don't shine. That's true. Uh, so... I'm actually pretty excited for this amiibo. I'm really excited for the game. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Detective Pikachu and his giant amiibo? You know, I spent a little I'm bit sorry, of time... sorry, giant dong. Giant amiibo. <laughs> I spent a little bit of time with uh, Detective Pikachu on 3DS when it released in the Japanese eShop. It um, is really cool, actually. I think it's it's kind of a cool experience. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. Obviously, you know, um, on March 23rd, we'll be in uh, North America getting Episode 1 and Episode 2, which will be completing the story. Japan will be getting episode two for the first time so we're getting it you know around the same time which i think is very cool um it does make me wonder since this was initially meant to be a more episodic project if maybe there wasn't uh as much excitement around this spin-off as pokemon company was hoping um all that having been said i'm stoked to finally get to play the game and like fully understand everything that's going on rather than you know reading one syllable at a time and piecing it together so um super stoked and the pikachu detective pikachu amiibo which is like two or three times the size of a regular Pikachu amiibo, I cannot wait. Like, even if I weren't going to be getting the game, I would still get that amiibo because right. it's so cute and so rad. What, what about you, Psyche? Yeah, um, same on both counts. I mean, aside from that, I wasn't playing it on the Japanese eShop, obviously. I'm looking forward to the game and the amiibo. Um, and I have to say, like, it's not Ryan Reynolds' um, voice for the game like it will be for the movie. I mean, I'm assuming that when they said Ryan Reynolds is going to be in Detective Pikachu, that, like, he is the voice of Detective Pikachu, right? Like, that wasn't just, oh, Ryan Reynolds is in it, but maybe not Pikachu. No, I'm pretty sure he's the uh, Detective Pikachu voice for the movie. Right. That has every story, every news story on it that I have read has indicated that Ryan Reynolds is voicing Detective Pikachu in the Detective Pikachu movie. Right. Well, I, I know will for... be very disappointed now if it is not that. Right. Deadpool-Kachu? Um, well, I know for a fact, and I guess this kind of confirms it, because everything I read said that Ryan Reynolds is not doing the voice for the game, but, like, in the trailer, like, I thought that whoever they got to do the voice did a pretty good Danny DeVito impression, and it just, like, uh, it just makes me really happy, and, you know, this, the the whole idea behind the game is kind of silly, but actually seeing that they got, like, someone to Danny DeVito it up, like, actually makes me really look forward to it, and, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see if it's better received here in the West, and you never know, they might, um, if, if that does well and the movie does well over here, they might, um, who knows what they might do with Detective Pikachu. Absolutely. So we also have word here out of the most recent Nintendo Direct event, this one having taken place on January 11th, we got word that Pokémon Tournament DX will be getting two waves of new DLC. Um, this is, of course, super exciting for quite a few reasons, which I, I want to get into, but first let's talk about what's in these two DLC sets. Um, January 31st, we'll see the release of Wave 1, which will feature Aegislash as a new playable Pokémon, along with uh, new supports, Mega 
Omega Rayquaza and Mimikyu. Wave 2 will be coming on March 23rd and will feature new playable Pokemon Blastoise along with new supports Mew and Cerebi. The DLC is also going to uh, come with, you know, new customizations for your trainer avatars. And in fact, even though neither of these DLC packs are out, um, you can buy like the season pass that already comes with the trainer um, customizations, which is in fact what I did. Uh, this was actually the reason why I bought Pokemon Tournament DX. Um, I've actually uh, been really excited about this because as many people know, you know, the quote unquote new characters from Pokemon Tournament DX um, were mostly characters that have been playable in the Japanese arcade version of the game for literally years now that just never made it home to the Wii U version. When we all saw Decidueye had been added to Pokemon Tournament DX, you know, a lot of us were excited. A lot of us hoped that maybe this meant we would get more new Pokemon as playable Pokemon in, in Pokemon Tournament DX as DLC. But at the same time, a lot of us thought, well, no, this is probably the only perk we're going to get for DX. And then Pokemon Tournament is probably done and dusted. Uh, this isn't the case. We're still getting more Pokemon. We're still getting new features. And honestly, I hope that these two waves of DLC do so well that we get more at some point. Because honestly, Pokemon Tournament is a game I think most people slept on that doesn't get the love it deserves. Uh, I 100% agree with you there. Like, the game is really good. I'm not great at fighting games, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching high-level play of the game. Um, although now, I kind I know that we're talking about maybe, like, booting up videos to watch, like, Evo play, which, cool, I want to do that, but I also think maybe we should find some time later to also play it, because I think that's half the point. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the announced characters and support characters. I just think that this game getting more love shows that Nintendo really is invested in the Pokken Tournament uh, brand now, and I think we're going to be getting these updates more frequently, and that just makes me happy. Awesome. And what do you think, Slaggy? Yeah, I mean, I still haven't put a lot of time into Pokken Tournament, and I don't have DX yet, but, uh, you know, as I mentioned when we did our Redemption episode, uh, when we when you guys had spent some time playing it on Wii U, anticipating the release of DX, um, it really clicked for me that it's, like, basically like watching um, an anime battle. You know, you're not really considering the, um, you know, the stab, so to speak, uh, but, you know, it's, it's more, like, you know, action-oriented, like you would expect in an anime battle. So, uh, I, mean, I think that makes me, you know, more interested in it, and, uh, you know, with that they're continuing to support it is really interesting, especially since, you know, ARMS, which is, you know, the other Switch fighting game, is content complete for the time being, so it's interesting to see that they're continuing to support uh, Pokken. Well, and uh, to piggyback off of that previous story, uh, to during this weekend's EVO tournament, uh, EVO Japan, or sorry, EVO Japan, I, I think people at this point know that we're speaking about that versus, like, regular American EVO. If you're involved in the fighting game community, they're very different. How dare you? Okay, well, you know I'm not. I literally just said that. Literally. Uh, in any case, uh, so regarding the update that is due on Wednesday, January 31st, which is this upcoming week, uh, they talked a little bit about the upcoming uh, various balance patches for the playable Pokemon, uh, but also including uh, some brand new features, which uh, we'll talk more about after it goes live this Wednesday, so be tuned, or be aware of that for our next episode. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, there is also a notice here that the patch will allow Pokemon Tournament DX to also now capture 
seconds of gameplay using the Nintendo Switch's newly released capture fig feature. So that's cool because now we'll be able to see more video of people playing their games uh, instead of having to just watch people live stream. I like any game that also includes like basically highlights that you could post on the internet. So I'm excited for that. What do you guys think? I'm really excited about this. I know I've had some real nail-biting matches uh, with you, in fact, that, you know, I would love to share or tweet like, oh man, could you believe I almost had this? Or did you see how how that Decidui destroyed me? And now I'll be able to do that. I, I love sharing clips. I literally have like a, a second Twitter handle just for sharing like clips and screenshots of games. So for me, this is super exciting. Uh, well, what do you think, Slaggy? Yeah, I like seeing uh, this functionality applied to more games. Um, and, you know, hopefully that means that, you know, in future Pokemon games for Switch, that we will also have that. Even like, uh, you know, the next mainline Pokemon game, I hope there's some sort of functionality to show like your epic Magikarp sweep or whatever. Well, no, and that actually brings up a good point. That'd be a great feature. I would totally record like every legendary capture I ever did or, you know, every like when I'm running the Elite Four. I hope they do have that. I mean, when, because at, at this point it feels like when, when uh, a mainline Pokemon game comes to Switch, uh, I'm definitely going to be live streaming my playthrough on that just because it's going to look gorgeous and it's going to be amazing. Plot I, twist. They're going back to the Gen 1 sprites from Japan. I would still, <laughs> still do it because those sprites are better than what we got. Hot huh? take. All right, so we also have word here that Pokemon Go this past week actually added more Gen 3 Pokemon. Um, it's actually been kind of funny. I've seen the uh, slow rollout of the Gen 3 Pokemon in Pokemon Go being described as a drip feed. Um, this was actually the fourth round of Pokemon that were added. Um, a new set of 23 Pokies were added. Um, some of them include uh, Flygon, Agron, Camerupt, Cacnea, Lunatone, Wismer. Soul Rock, Trap Inch, and Aeron. Um, apparently, Groudon was has also been announced as a raid Pokemon, and I feel like I've seen some people talk about having encountered him already, but I haven't seen him anywhere nearby. Um, what do you guys think about this? Is this going to get you back invested in Pokemon Go? Have you seen Groudons? Like, what's up? Um, probably not any more than any other rollout has, honestly. Uh, I'll still continue to load it up every once in a while, but I just I feel like, um, you know, I just uh, I'm not out and about enough enough to really live that pogo lifestyle um i mean i know uh we we all know some people who like straight up uh have like discord groups and like have gone uh on road trips to catch legendaries and stuff like that and uh i just uh you know unfortunately don't have the time i mean i i guess really like you know what i should do is like oh i should start like you know walking around my neighborhood and uh just get out my uh phone and see what pokies i can catch except that i don't have any um Pokestops near me, so boo. Okay, so I'm gonna and I haven't seen ground on. Okay, so I'm kind of going to say my piece about this particular thing, and then kind of jump straight into the next news story because they're super related. Um, so I, I mean, am I excited really to play Pokemon Go at any given time at this point? Not really. Do I love that they're still supporting it and adding new characters? Yes, I 100% love that. I, I like every once in a while being able to boot up the game and just like go, oh. 
oh, I haven't played in like two months, so now there's like only new Pokemon for me to catch. That's fantastic. However, jumping straight into the next news story, uh, there are so there are these uh, EX raids that uh, are usually invitational, uh, and they're for people who play in raids in you know. So the various raid systems are you you buy raid passes, you use your daily raid passes that you get through tapping uh, Poke Stops so that you can catch better Pokemon. Uh, so people who are known in the community for doing raids more often will get invited to these EX raids, and then you have to go to a certain location on a certain time and day to get to get in on like a Mewtwo raid or a Groudon raid. So these EX raids. Uh, there have been continuously increasing reports of people less and less actually being at these sites and more actually just spoofing into them. And that right there is my main problem with Pokemon Go. The fact that people are treating this game in a way that it is not designed to be played uh, frustrates me. I don't mind when people use uh, device or applications to like find out where Pokemon nests are. To me, that's fundamentally the same as like looking at, oh, I went, I'm playing Pokemon Ultra Moon. I want to catch a Growlithe. Where can I catch one? Let me look up the route list. That's the, basically the same thing to me. Sharing that information is fine. It's people not even playing the game in the way it's intended to. That really frustrates me, and I know that this is happening to a lot of players in the community as well. Uh, people are showing up for these events, finding that there are maybe like a handful of people present, and then finding that like all of the uh, lobbies are filled to max capacity. There's like 40, 50 people there, and there, there are these spoofers that are just getting to play the game from the luxury of their rooms at home, somewhere possibly in a different state or country, and getting the bonuses that people who are actually playing the game and trying to get into these EX raids that are not getting them because people who are spoofing are using the bandwidth basically for it. That so, sucks. So that's that's my aggro rant moment. What do you guys think about uh, all of these things combined? Yeah, uh, I think that's terrible. If you're going to sit at home, I mean, like it's different if you're sitting at home and you load up your phone and you're like, I wonder if I can catch a Jigglypuff like, within the range of my apartment. Like, you know, sometimes I'll do that if I'm like, you're trying to fall asleep, be like, oh, hey, maybe there'll be a hoot hoot or something. Like, I've caught a hoot hoot that way. But if you're, like, straight up just playing and spoofing, if you're gonna be, like, sitting at home and playing Pokemon, support the franchise, get, like, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or one of the virtual console titles. Like, don't F this up. I, it makes me want to go in Electric Soldier Porygon style and, like, delete them. It makes me just want to give people seizures. Yeah, I um I was really bummed to hear this because I think that the whole Pokemon Go raid thing has like a tremendous opportunity to do community building the way that we used to see back when, you know, the uh, games first, I would say, got really easy to play with other people and like the DS generation. And like, I would go to, you know, the mall and I would see people playing Pokemon and talk to them. And I thought that was cool. I love seeing that kind of atmosphere in Pokemon Go. But when these EX rates are being hacked like that, it's, it's not really helping anyone. It's really destructive to the community, and that actually, that really upsets me. I think it really sucks. Well, yeah. like, there are definitely people who are, like, in the uh, article that we're referencing, you can see this on our uh, show roll on uh, stabcast.org. 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 Uh, like, some people who are in this article are like, I don't even know, like, if it's worthwhile to play for me anymore, and that's just a damn shame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slaggy, what else do you have for us? All right, well, this news is really exciting for me. Uh, it's pretty 
refresh, and in fact, I haven't had a chance to grab this yet. I am talking, of course, about Pokemon Crystal on the 3DS Virtual Console, which just came out yesterday as of our recording date. Um, you know, this has been one of my favorite um, Pokemon games of all time. I um, imported it because at th- that point... You still wasn't guaranteed that these games were going to come over, but, you know, I should have known that they would always all come over and, that, you know, Poke... But there was a time, you know, when Poke Fever, you, you, we didn't know if it was going to last. So I had imported Crystal. I had two, um, you know, domestic copies of Crystal. So I love Crystal, and it is now on the Virtual Console for 3DS. What is very exciting is that uh, the GS Ball and Celebi event in Ilex Forest is now available because uh, originally you could only do that if you had the cell phone adapter, uh, which was a Japanese-only accessory. So basically, you know, we were never able to legally get that uh, level 30 Celebi. So now you can get that. Um, I don't know the exact details of it, but I'm sure if you you know look up walkthroughs or whatever that you will be able to figure that out. If you're in Europe, you can get a physical package from stores that comes with the download code. If you are in Japan, you can get a package that comes with a magnet, Pokemon crystal cartridge, stickers, and a poster. I'm a little jealous that we don't have a physical copy. You know, not a, not a physical copy of the game, but you know, like a physical package. I'd love some stickers and a magnet cartridge. And a coin. Box. And yeah, and um, Pokey Beach is making a good point that this is probably a good sign to expect a Suicune GX because that is not in the upcoming Legends of Johto GX collection. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, or you know, don't be surprised if we see a Suicune Suicune GX. Um, what do you think about this? Have either of you had a chance to download this yet? Do you plan to, Sulker? Uh, I'm definitely going to download it. I want to finish my Ultra Moonwalk or playthrough first uh, before I commit to playing another Pokemon game. Uh, the reason I say that is because I never went back and finished uh, Red when it came back out for, or Silver, for that matter, because I really love those games, but every time a new Pokemon mainline game comes out, I just drop whatever I'm playing to play those for a while. Yeah. So so, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this because it's Pokemon. Nintendo's getting my money for it. So, I, plus, I never played uh, this uh, this version of the game myself, so... Oh, wow. I think it's, like, you know, uh, similar in the way that Yellow is, like, kind of the ultimate version. You know, yeah. these I, I, I think these third versions are always just fantastic, but yeah. especially, especially Crystal. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited to get that level 30 Celebi. Like, I would really like to get that, so I'm going to pick this up. I'm sorry, Sulker, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 that, that was all I was saying, just I'm excited. Yeah, I um, I when I have time, I'm gonna download this and play it. It's just a matter of the fact that my game backlog is growing at an exorbitant rate at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but thanks, this will be Nintendo. Good for like, you know, maybe like the slow summer months or something. Exactly. Uh, Sulker, I think you have our next news story. Yep. So in uh, Pokemon Duel news, uh, which Ugh. is not a thing I thought I would be saying, but you know what? I'm gonna stop crapping on this game because the fact that Nintendo is still supporting it and that it is still getting updates means yeah, that there are people out there. Yeah, okay, when was the last time anyone looked at Mitomo? This is not Mitomo cast. Continue, Sulker. Right, so, uh, Pokemon Duel has a new update coming. Uh, so this is version 5.0.6. Uh, it requires X number of megabytes on your phone. Most people's phones should be able to handle this. Um, so there's various brand new figures to the game, uh, which looks like, uh, 
uh, Nihilego, Mega Mewtwo Y, Mega Mewtwo X. Uh, the new EX figures are uh, Toxapex. Uh, our figures are Toxic Croak. Uh, uncommon figures are Marini and Krogunk. Uh, there are also going to be several new plates that have been added to the store. Um, it also adds the new area Ultra Space, uh, where Pokemon that are Ultra Beasts can also move into the space and have extra capabilities. Um, oh, and uh, there are also going to be uh, login bonuses for anyone who logs into the game prior to January 30th. Uh, you'll be able to get a Deoxys normal figurine, or normal form figure. Um, and a special gem sale uh, is on for any player who logs in during this time frame. Uh, there are also going to be several balance patches that are going into play uh personally for me i won't be going into this update uh i'm pretty sure i deleted pokemon duel sometime early after it came out uh, i am updating my install right now to get that deoxys honestly that's fantastic see i'm glad that the news about this can help you find a new way to interact with pokemon duel and you know what i just realized uh i think that i would be okay with pokemon duel if it was like that Tsum Tsum gachapon game that you like soccer where you can get little figurines. Oh yeah, 100%. I'd love that. Well, you know, this is basically based on the old um, Pokemon trading figure right, right. game. So it's just, I mean, really, it makes more sense to do it as a digital game. But it did used to have that, that physical figure collectability aspect. So are you saying that if it was still in production as a physical product, you'd be investing in it? No, I'm saying that if it was uh, where you could get like a Banapass card or something or, you know, like whatever Nintendo would do. I guess when Nintendo's never really um i guess i can't say they've never done arcade but you know like i guess i can't i can't really think of any like anything gachapon style that i'm familiar with anyway um like i said if they like that zoom zoom gachapon well so you know what would sell this game for me and is something that nintendo should look into doing i because i know nintendo's always listening to our podcast obviously uh, make the mini amiibo no yeah like i if they made amiibo for this game made it a switch game i would 100 percent throw shit tons of money at buying amiibo or like amiibo cards just to play this game i would do that i know you would i know you would i know this is not related but then can you imagine amiibo cards for a pokemon trading card game rpg oh 100 like percent would love the hell out of that uh... All right, well, Slykick, why don't you take this next news story? Well, we don't have um, Amiibo TCG yet, but we do have more regular TCG, and that's still great, because this is the Spring 2018 Collector's Chest Inn, which features Duskmane and Donwing's Necrozma. It'll come with five booster packs, three hollow promo cards, a coin, two sticker sheets, a mini portfolio, a notepad, four pencils, and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. Code card. Yes. Code and card. This is all available for $24.99, um, and it will be out on March 23rd. That was the same day as Protective Pikachu, huh? Excellent. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's one of those really cool lunchbox-style tins. I think that's a really good deal uh, for, you know, five boosters, the sticker sheets, three holo promos, and, you know, those four pencils. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta consider that pretty much a steal. What do you think? Are you guys gonna pick this up? It is more likely than not for me. What, what about you, Sulker? I mean, obviously, like, you know how much I love buying card tins and tins of cards and just cards 
cards, cards, cards. And cards, they're so cards, cards, cute. Cards, cards, cards. They're cute. Yeah, I mean, I may not play the card game anymore, but I have this need to collect things. You know, now that things are starting you... to quiet down again, let's get back into the card game. Okay, I'm yes. cool with that too. I, I'll get maybe I'll get this tin so that I can carry them around in like an actual thing instead of just throwing decks in my in their boxes in my backpack or whatever. On a side note, just t- super tangentially related, we definitely need to get a Pokemon RPG going. Like at some point, we need to figure out some system and just do it. I've, I I was trying to put one together, but, like, the, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't ever DM'd before, really, aside from, like, a one-shot, and, yeah. We also have there word here. There are systems here, out there, though. We also have word here of a new Legends of Johto GX collection. This will be released in America and Europe on April 6th. The collection is going to come with a never-before-seen foil promo of Raikou GX, Entei GX, and an oversized foil card featuring three legendary Pokémon as well as five booster packs and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. Um, interestingly, the actual um, press materials for this package doesn't have any mention of what three Pokemon are going to be appearing on that oversized card. Uh, I mean, I feel like since it's Legends of Johto, it's pretty I self-explanatory. Mean, I mean, yes, we all assume, but it's just weird that it wasn't spelled out specifically. Um, for those of you, of course, who pay attention to the Japanese, Japanese side of, of card releases, it is worth noting um, that these two Pokemon, Raiko and Entei, haven't yet had um, Japanese GX cards, so there's a lot of people theorizing that they might be included in the Chap- Champion Road mini set coming out in Japan on May 3rd. Um, what do you guys think? Either of you going to be inclined to buy the Legends of Johto GX collection? Let's start with Sulker. I mean, we literally just talked about getting back into the card game, so yes, yes, a thousand times yes. And Slaggy? Oh my god, are you like you like Paula trying to like get someone to the Hollywood round? Yes, a thousand times yes. You're coming to Pokewood. Um, Yo, dog, you did your thing. This is Cyanwood. You're coming to Cyanwood. Um, yeah, pro- yes, yes, a thousand times yes. I love you know how much I love Johto. So uh, uh, basically, what Sulker said. Are there room for two Paulas on the panel? Of course. Why Actually, not? Actually, you'd be more like the Simon. No comment. Um, so speaking of comments and hot takes, you know. When I look at Blastoise, I think that needs to be slimmer. And apparently I'm not the only one. So a new slimmer Blastoise EX tin is now available at Walmart uh, with a new print of Blastoise EX from uh, XY on Sun Moon's uh, hollow foil paper. Uh, Which is to say that it has sort of that wavy hollow effect. Yeah. Uh, And makes a unique print uh, for collectors. Uh, The tin face reuses one from the 2014 Blastoise EX tin, uh, but with some updated color. Uh, The tin comes with four booster packs, uh, one from Ancient Origins, Steam Siege, Guardians Rising, and Burning Shadows, and a Pokemon TCG online code card, all for $20. Uh, Singular tins are almost never released, so uh, there is possibility that another tin or two have been released alongside Blastoises, but no word of that yet. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, I mean, I, I like that they're thinking a little bit more form factory, like, hey, we have these giant tins that are almost 
pretty like hard to fill because of their weird shape and size. So yeah, a little bit more slim to help collectors kind of keep things slimmer uh, is a great thing. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm definitely going to get this. I'm just glad because you said slim Blastoise, and I'm like, you better not body shame Blastoise, right? Uh, like, speaking of which, did you see y'all see... body shamers already did this to Pikachu? Leave Blastoise alone. You know what's funny? I did. I, I sent you uh, guys on uh, Facebook the, uh, the chubby Pikachu and the skinny um, Snorlax, right? Oh, I blocked you on Facebook a long time ago. Oh, rude. Uh, but hold on, I, th- I think Spike's grabbing that for me. I was not, in fact. How rude. Oh, awkward. <laughs> Okay, I like I like Slim uh, Slim Snorlax. I'm Slim Snorlax, the real Slim Snorlax. Uh, can, can we get that on the page as well? I just want that image of Snorlax on our page. <laughs> I'll just, we'll see what we could do. I'll just like make it the background. I'm not actually going to make it the background, but we will post it on Twitter or on our show or something. Spike, I think you have some... Um, oh, you've got some blisters. Ew. Gross. Oh, wait, no. You have some news about blister packs for us. So basically, we have some really exciting news here. Um, there's been a new blister pack released to stores containing Galaxy Hollow reprints of Alolan Muck, Alolan Duck Trio, and Alolan Golem. It includes two Burning Shadows packs, a Metagross coin, and a PTCGO code card. The package retails for $9.99, and honestly, I think that's a pretty good deal. What do you guys think? Yeah, oh, yeah. that is a good deal. For that price point, hex, yes. You know, I don't know why I, I haven't just like given in Nintendo direct access to my bank account just to send me things. You know what they need Pokemon to do? related when they come out. They need to do like a loot box, but a TCG box. Honestly, I would absolutely monthly, subscribe to a TCG box. A monthly yeah, TCG subscription service. Like if they put like a couple of guaranteed hollows in each box and like one of the like, like whatever like the big new thing is, like whether it's EX or GX cards, like put one of those in there every time. I'm into it. Oh my God. Poke Crate is is a thing? I think it's, I don't think it's an official thing. I think it's something that just some people do. I, I can't really vouch for it, so I don't want to talk about it until I've done the research. Oh, maybe edit this out then. Or or don't, whatever. Don't don't shop there until we verify sources. We will do some investigative journalism on Pokecrate. But for now, in other news, we have the Shining Legends figure collection, Shiny Dark Cry GX product image has been released and it shows off the Shiny Dark Cry GX from Burning Shadows, a Dark Cry figurine for Shining Legends booster packs, and the code card. And as usual, Europe will only get a jumbo card instead of a figure. Did we talk about why that is? Like, is there like plastic regulations or something? Like, I haven't the foggiest. Or European Union, I don't know. And still no news about how J- Japan will release it. So, uh, yeah, if you are interested in seeing this Dark Cry GX box, it looks cool. But, I mean, the information uh, pretty much is the same from what we already knew about it, so... Yeah, I am 120% in, though. I love the figure boxes. Yeah, and you like Darkrai, don't you? I do. He's spooky. How could I not? I mean, yeah, everyone loves spooky Pokemon. We also have word that we are getting another Sun and Moon Trainer kit. This one is going to be featuring Alolan Sandslash and Alolan Ninetales. It'll be hitting stores in America and Europe on 420, and, as always, the package will be coming with two different 30-card decks, two how to 
play guides, a two-player mat, damage counters, special condition markers, a coin, an illustrated deck box, and a code card. The trainer kits are always meant to teach new players how to play the game, so the cards are typically just like a a little more of like the more simple, less mechanic-focused cards, but always a great way to start if you're looking at getting invested into um, sort of the ecosphere of the Pokemon trading card game. Uh, What do you guys think? Either of you going to pick these up? Uh, Slykick, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, I mean, gosh, I mean, what I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed because it's like, oh, card news, card news. And not that I'm overwhelmed by the card news, but... You just uh, want them all? Yeah, it's just like, what do I, what do I, you know, save? But I mean, I I love Alolan Sandslash and Alolan Ninetales, and, you know, um, I mean, I think the first step is I really got to go through all of my decks that I have and uh, see what I actually have. But, um, you know, um, getting one of these trainer kit or getting this trainer kit might be uh, pretty cool. I mean, I think you guys know my opinion. Nintendo, take my money. Just take it. I don't, I work for you now. Not that I actually work for you physically. I work to give you my money. Yeah, it feels that way for all of us. Uh, in other news, uh, Toys R Us is well known for their Pokemon trade and collect events, um, of which recently they've had, uh, or not maybe not recently, but in the past they've had Cosmog from the Sun and Moon 1 collection, Alolan Vulpix from Sun and Moon 2 Guardians Rising, uh, Stuffle from Sun and Moon 3 Burning Shadows, Jengmo O from uh, Crimson Invasion, and now uh, for Sun and Moon 5 Ultra Prism, they're going to be releasing a foil piplup. So... Uh, typically, these events are to help foster some, uh, one, children interest in the games, uh, and two, to, to community build a little bit. Uh, you can visit a Toys R Us on Saturday, February 3rd, from noon to 2 p.m. You'll receive this Hollow Piplup promo with, uh, or, and Ultra Prism posters. Uh, the Piplup will feature the Toys R Us stamp printed on Galaxy Hollow Foil paper. Uh, I always want to go to these events and then always feel bad about going because like we've seen in the past there's always like kids there in line in front of us and we know that for every one we get there's going to be a kid who doesn't get one so i will like and that's just the harsh facts of life okay i mean sure but i will likely not be going just because well you know uh, i'm an adult and i can spend money years ago in the gba days when they were still giving things out on cartridges spike and i we've we've told the story about the kid who cried because he couldn't get a you uh, have told this story yes repeatedly and actually, we didn't end up getting Muse either, so we were disappointed. But, you know, that's the harsh facts of life. Sometimes you won't get a uh, hollow piplup. I was about to say, let's make sure we uh, wake up early. I'll wake up early that day. We can meet at Panera and have breakfast and then uh, go get a hollow piplup. Honestly, I will say I do kind of want to, like, cruise by toward the end of the event, maybe at, like, 1.45 or something. And if they have any still, I would love to get one of these. Uh, piplup is one of my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> And so I would really love to have one, but I definitely don't want to take away from, you know, kids who I think should be prioritized over my collecting. Well, uh, if it makes you feel better, um, the commenter AFEX or Apex on Poke Beach said that he went to the one where they were giving out a little involved picks and that nobody came. Of course, I don't know where this person lives um, and that he was able to, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't assume that it's he, that they were able to get four little involved picks and a 
free blister pack because they drove all the way to Toys R Us. Cool. Oh, and you know, with all the Toys R Us's closing down, uh, that's going to maybe make the um, these events more crowded, you know? We also have word here of the upcoming Legendary Year of Pokemon campaign. From February to November, Legendary Pokemon are going to be featured across the franchise. This will include, but not be limited to, video game distributions, new products for the trading card game, um, the mobile games getting these Pokemon featured, as well as re- retail and promotional um, animation type stuff. And hopefully plushies! While we don't yet have words on the specifics of a lot of these things, what we do know is that Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon, Pokemon Ultra Sun, and Pokemon Ultra Moon will be having legendary Pokemon distributed through the internet and distributed at stores like GameStop. That's awesome. In February, we will be getting Dialga and Palkia. In March, we will be getting Regigigigas? Or Heatran. I always said a Regigigas. I think that's probably correct. <laughs> In April, it will be Raikou and Entei. In May, it will be Xerneas and Yveltal. June will be a shiny Zygarde, which I need. Oh my gosh. July will be Tornadus or Thunderous. August will be Groudon and Kyogre. September will be Latios and Latias. October will be Reshiram and Zekrom. And November will be Ho-Oh and Lugia. What interests me is that they all say or. Does that mean like sun and moon get different ones and then like you That's just have That's what to I have was both? thinking. We'll see. I'm very excited about this though. I'm going to try to get all of these just like I did for the distros last year. Um, I just like having all of these legendaries and I'm a big fan of Lugia. So I think this is super neat. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I love legendaries. I want them all. And uh, Poke Beach, it's interesting how they're like talking about how you know Ultra Prism is has a lot of Sinnoh Pokemon. The following one, Forbidden Light, will be a Kalos set, and so that um, you know we can maybe expect Pokemon from you know Cohen and Unova in other sets throughout the year. Uh, I'm excited for them. I'm definitely going to download all of the Pokemon uh, starting in February. So uh, I think we have one more news piece. Yes, we do. Well, it's yours. It's not a big one. It's just images of the Necrozma Prism Tins. But if you are interested in that, they are now, uh, you know, out in the wild. The images, they will be out in the wild in stores on March 23rd, a big day for Pokemon, apparently. Um, And this has alternate art promo reprints of Don Wing's Necrozma GX and Duskmane Necrozma GX. Four booster packs and a Pokemon trading card game online pencil? <laughs> Code card. Excellent. Alright, well we are already going long this week. Luckily we did not have a discussion topic planned because we had so much news to catch up on. So we are going to dive right into our anime episode summary. We have three episodes we want to talk about in Sun and Moon this week. And I'm going to give this over to Sulker so he can do that. Since we have uh, three episodes and as uh, Spike said, we're running a little long. We're really just going to keep this to uh, the episode descriptions and our impressions for the episodes. Uh, so with that being said, uh, the first episode episode is Lulled to La La Land, or Are You Going to Sleep in the ne- uh, Nemashu Forest too? Uh Ash slash Satoshi and classmates go on a camping trip to into the forest. Uh, the trip does not start out well when uh, Lana scares them all with a ghost story about a traveler who had all of his energy drained from him while he was asleep. However, they have no idea that they are being spied on by a mysterious Pokemon. One by one, the gang, except for Lily, is attacked, knocked out, and their energy 
drained from them. The culprit turns out to be a hungry Morlul. Uh, Ash figures out a way to uh, that the Morlul can get all the energy it needs from him, and later the gang finds out why the Morlul needed so much energy. Um, so this was a cool episode. I liked it. It was a little bit spooky and a little bit fun towards the end. Uh, the way that uh, Ash Toshi decides to uh, help out this Pokemon that is super hungry is basically by eating all of the food that he can while it's draining energy from him, thus creating an infinite energy cycle for it to siphon off of. Uh, I thought this was a very fun episode because one, it's a little bit creepy and I love ghost stories, and two, it ends up with uh, another cute Pokemon, and I believe the ending point is that the Pokemon evolves, is that correct? Yeah, the moral all, all evolve with like uh, at this like uh, special tree where they uh, are getting their energy or something like that. Fantastic. Uh, Slidekick, what are your impressions of the episode? Um, I thought it was really cute, you know, um... I like these Pokemon feature episodes. It's definitely a lot more fun than, you know, like, oh, I'm another random trainer, you know, back in, like, the Indigo League days. Um, I think it's a cute way to, you know, feature these Pokemon and kind of give them a spotlight. And I, I like that um, in Sun and Moon that we, you know, get a lot of these adventures with uh, the classmates. You know, it's, it's been a nice change of pace from, like, Ash, random girl, and a boy, and maybe a little kid. Yeah, I like the format that they're using with the Alolan school setting. And Morlul is so cute! That's true. Uh, Spike, what are your thoughts on this episode? You know, I enjoyed it. I, and I've talked about this here a lot, I'm always more interested in sort of like the darker turns that the Pokemon lore can can take sometimes. So this episode was right up my alley. Um, the part of me that's been like trying to watch what I eat lately was also like, God damn it, can I just get a Morlol and then like I can eat whatever I want because that would be great. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, but overall, um, it, the episode was a little fillery, although that's kind of weird in sun and moon because um i'm told because I'm, I'm a little behind on where the animation is currently um i'm a, apparently it's gained a ton of momentum and now it's rocketing through the sun and moon story but where we're at in our watching is still very much like removed from the game and it's uh or the game story i should say and so calling it filler um is almost weird like it just seems like it's sort of doing its own thing and it's okay to do that and i'm actually really enjoying this series a lot more than i thought i would even these kinds of episodes that in other seasons i'd be like eh, pass here i'm just like oh that was fun i'd watch another episode like this in a heartbeat so i, I dug it fantastic speaking of more episodes like that uh let's discuss uh the episode the old raisin switch or lily take good care of pikachu uh as part of a class assignment each of the students must take care of each other's pokemon partners for the weekend pikachu gets to stay with lily at her mansion and lily is determined to try and overcome her fear of getting close to pokemon uh, to other pokemon so she uses ash method uh, to gain Pikachu's trust. At Lana's home, Turtonator is having trouble with uh, her twin sisters. Not the Turtonators, but Lana's. <laughs> uh, while Malo also has problems with Togedemaru while working at her family's restaurant. Sophocles' experiments with Steenie don't work out as well, uh, but he finds out that Steenie can be a great time or great nighttime comfort. Whoa. Uh, at his family's dairy farm, Kiawe assigns Poplio to work with his younger sisters, Mimo, or younger sister,
character, non-plural, um, but he finds that the water Pokemon can be a great problem solver with the farm's Tauros. Uh, Snowy, or Shiron, because I prefer that name, uh, keeps giving uh, Ashtoshi the cold shoulder, shoulder, but finally warms up to him when Ash includes Shiron in uh, his Pokemon training sessions. I really like this episode a lot for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I feel like in the anime they hardly ever focus on people training Pokemon. Uh, and this feel, felt to me a lot like, oh hey, I have a couple of, or I have my Pokemon that I want to trade to somebody else so that I can get a different Pokemon to train with for a while and also fill up my Pokedex. Uh, as well as uh, kind of watching how the trainers kind of learn to interact with other Pokemon. Uh, like in previous series, we've seen people just kind of stick with their team. We every once in a while get someone kind of partnering up with a different Pokemon for like part of an episode just to like, because, oh, the team got separated and people are matched up with their different Pokemon, so now they have to work together. This felt a little more organic to me. I really liked this episode. Thought it was cute. Um, and that's really what I got to say on that. Uh, since we started with Slykick last time, what do you think about this one, Spike? You know, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, again, I liked that they were doing like some character development, especially for Lily in this one. Um, I really liked sort of the more comedic elements. I'm always into anytime they do anything with Tauros, for example. Um, I just overall thought this was another really good little slice of life type episode that did a lot of world building for the sun and moon setting and i i, I was into it what about you slaggy yeah i like that it uh, featured all of the classmates and you know um a lot of these episodes really do you know it's not just the ash ketchum show but i like that you like you know really got to see how they interact with pokemon and how you know everyone has their own training style and it's just what really stood out for me is just how far pikachu has come since episode one where he was a little shit and now he was just like super cute and like you know really trying to work with lily and you know uh like she just got the luck of the draw there because that pikachu is just like you know the best exactly like no mon ever was uh, and our last episode for the evening is The Island Whisperer, or Lanchi appears, Laugh and Cry, Island Queen. Yes. Olivia, the Akala Island Kahuna, and her Lycanroc appear at the school just in time to stop a fight between between Kiawe's Charizard and a Tauros. She completely wins over everybody's Pokemon, including Litten. The class and Professor Kukui will be traveling to Akala Island for a special practical class under Olivia's supervision. On the way, they encounter various types of sea Pokemon. After Ash and Pikachu join Olivia in an underwater swim, they find a Whalemer trapped in a rock crest by a vicious Bruxish. Uh, now they have to help the Whalmer and fend off the Bruxish at the same time. Um, so this episode actually wasn't as uh, emotionally evocative to me uh, compared to the previous two episodes we've discussed. Uh, I, we watched these episodes uh, probably a week after our last episode and the first two episodes really stuck in my mind whereas this one is just kind of like a passing new character introduction. I I see what they're trying to do with uh, Olivia as kind of bringing in more of the Kahuna stuff, and I feel like this episode will be more important down the line, possibly even in the next episode that we'll discuss next week. Uh, but for me, this episode didn't really give too much. Uh, but that being said, I always think Whalmer are super cute, so Aww. I'm glad to see that Whalmer got a little bit of a spotlight in this episode. I love Lycanroc, so, and Lycanroc has appeared on both of my teams in this generation, so I'm always happy whenever there's a 
a focus there. Um, Spike, it looks like you've got something to say. So this episode didn't do a lot for me. I actually had to watch it like three times because I fell asleep the first two times I was trying to watch it. Um, one of those times, in fact, was with you both. That's true. I do recall that. So uh, this episode for me, it just didn't click. I was not super interested. interesting. But, you know, I am looking forward to seeing the uh, Sun and Moon story start to progress because, you know, once you start bringing kahunas in, I, I think that's sort of where things go from here. And well, Slykick, it sounded like you were like Yas Queen about it, so maybe you have a well, different I mean, opinion. You know what's interesting is that I think that Olivia in the games is super fierce. Like, she's one of my favorite kahunas, and, like, you know, she's well, the she's one... she's like Storm from X-Men as a kahuna. And she's the one who, like, when you get to Alcohol Island, she's like, oh, Cuckoo, you still haven't found a shirt to go with your lab coat, huh? Like, so she, like, she reads... I would have thought for you that would have made her public enemy number yeah, one. Yeah, same. No, I love that she reads him for being a thought. Um... So, you I mean, you know, she's kind of this boss bitch in the games, but uh, they chose to make her, like, really clumsy and always falling over in this episode, so it was just a really interesting um, paradigm choice. shift. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I like seeing Bruxish, which is kind of like the acid Betty of uh, Pokemon. So, um, yeah, it was an alright episode, and I, I like that it's, you know, moving the plot forward in terms of the kahunas. But, you know, I would just say it was just, it was just an alright episode. Alright, so that was our Pokemon anime discussion for the week. Uh, next week we'll have at least two more episodes to review and uh, you guys will listen to it then hopefully. Uh, all that having been said, I believe it's time for our Pokemon of the Week brought to you by Slagkick. Yes, this week we're going to be featuring Lugia to honor the Year of Legendaries. I don't know what kind of a sound Lugia makes so I'm just sitting here like Lugia. I think it's kind of like um, Lugia, which is, um, in Japanese, Rugia, is a psychic and flying legendary Pokemon who was introduced in Generation 2. Uh, as is typical for legendaries, does not evolve into any other Pokemon or from Pokemon. It is part of the Tower duo with Ho-Oh, and kind of considered the opposite of Ho-Oh. Uh, Silver has Lugia represented as Guardian of the Seas, and he is the trio master of the legendary birds. He's known as the Diving Pokemon. He is number 249 in the Pokedex. And I should say, you know, I'm saying he, but, you know, uh, all legendaries are genderless. Yes, Mama. One of the Pokedex entries that we liked is from Pokemon Y. It is said to be the Guardian of the Seas. It is rumored to have been seen on the night of a storm. And Lugia is just, like, a really cool kind of a bird, but he's more like a dragon dinosaur bird, you know. Um, and his major appearance... Of of course, was in the power of one, where he is central to the legend of Shamudi Island. Shamudi just makes me think of Djibouti, so I love that name. Makes me think of Shidu. Shidu. Did she got Shamudi? Shidu. Oh, what do you guys think of Lugia, Spike? I love Lugia. I think Aeroblast is rad as hell. Um, I think Lugia is just like this really cool, majestic beast that even still, I think when I think of like legendary Pokemon, Lugia is one of the first I think of. Oh, what about you, Sulker? Yeah, when I was playing uh, my first playthrough of Gen 2 way back in the day, uh, Lugia was on my team, featured very prominently, uh, so I always have fond memories of this Pokemon. Excellent. All right, well, uh, with all that having been said, I unless anyone else has anything to say about Lugia, I think it might be time to go to our feedback. Yeah, we have a few tweets to catch up on. They're all probably pretty stale by now. Sorry, all y'all out there, but this will not happen again. Um, well... 
the Famous first one is um, words. the first first is the response to the announcement back in December that Pokemon Crystal would be coming. Oh Krylo, oh Krylo says, "Yay, I've been holding out for this one." And if Nintendo's listening, Pokemon Emerald, please. White Wing says, "Oh hey, the only decent Gen two game until the remakes." That's a read. And Seepies, otherwise known as Seeps, uh, tweeted us an image of Snordon, and it is... Oh my god. It is a glitched image of a Rhydon's face coming out of a uh, <laughs> Snorlax. That is horrifying, and I love it. I want a plushie of that. Or I, or just like a... Um, I would love like if they had a Snorlax wearing different masks. They could have a, a Rhydon Max. Anyway, that does it for our Twitter tweets. If you'd like to tweet at us, you can tweet us at stabcast.org with the .org spelled out D-O-T-O-R-G. Stabcast.org spelled out D-O-T-O-R-G or something like that. And, you know, Twitter's always the best way to reach us, probably, because you can tweet us at any time. But uh, you can also find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash stabcast.org. Facebook.com slash stabcast.org. We are at stabcast.org on the internet. Stabcast.org on the internet. Stabcast.org on your internet. And the electronic mails, um, you know, if you want to email our hearts, you can do that at mail at stabcast.org. Wait, we have an email account? (laughs) Everybody's doing the emails. Mail at stabcast.org. Mail at stabcast.org. Spike, shout at some things. Oh, no, I mean do shout outs. I want a pizza. Oh, um, shout out things. Oh, okay, that's totally different. Uh, You should check out the Voice of Geeks Network over at vognetwork.com where you can hear such fabulous shows as the show Slash. That kick and I do gamebuoy.org. Gamebuoy.org. You can also find that on the internet at gamebuoy.org. Gamebuoy.org. Gamebuoy.org is your twice monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Slag kick, what about you? What would you shout out to? Well, over on vognetwork.com as well, you can get the OG OLR. That's Orange Lounge Radio, which has been around for <coughs> years, and where every gamer has a voice. Um, <laughs> Rob Robert, Techmaster Loki, and Dark. Sakura have been, you know, doing this show for over 15 years at this point. They are legends of internet radio. They're probably they one of the main... to make history. Right, uh, probably one of the main reasons we got into podcasting in the first place. And so please go support them live Sundays at the Voice of Geeks Network. I'd also like to shout out to our sister shows. We have Anime Buoy, which is your port of call for anime news, recommendations, and discussions that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Unfortunately, as as with this show, you got a little bit um, lost at sea, so to speak, but we're looking forward to uh, bringing it back in 2018. There's uh, you know a lot of anime we're excited about, oldies and newies. And, of course, currently resuming in the library, we have Reading is Fundamental, a podcast where myself, Spike, Delvin from Video Game Realness, and Rob Roberts from Orange Round Radio serve tea and dish on everything RuPaul's Drag Race, honey. We're talking Andy. about All-Stars 3, which just uh, started up. It's kind of like the Pokemon Pokemon League of the competition. Sulker. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Mythical, Pokemon D&D RP 
RPG, uh, taking two of the best aspects of geek life. GM Whitewing hosts a troop of unlikely heroes as they explore the Pokemon world of the past with classic D&D classes and villains. Uh, they have just, or they may have just actually ended another season. I'm not sure. Uh, I've definitely been listening to them uh, when I'm not listening to VRE Cast or Very Random Encounter, uh, which is spun off from the cast members of Mythical. This exciting RPG podcast is random as hell. Every season, they play a random pen and paper RPG with randomly generated everything. Uh, Characters, monsters, and more. That's awesome. You know, these RPG podcasts are really becoming popular over the past few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Right now, they're doing a space-themed one, which I'm absolutely loving. I think this is season four for them, so now they've had everyone kind of cycle through their GM slot. That's cool. So I'm really excited to keep listening to that. I highly recommend it. Also, we should read out. We should reach out to White Wing because we were talking about wanting to do a Pokemon RPG. I would say that White Wing probably has a uh, good system in place. For oh that. yeah, uh, he basically uses regular D and D and has a Pokemon trainer class. But we can talk about that offline. Uh, all that having been said, I believe we have theme music. Our theme music is great. It is Professor Sycamore's theme from Nathan Sharp, better known as Nate Wants to Battle. If you like anime covers and parodies and video game covers and parodies, and if you like um, pop punk covers, uh, Nate Wants to Battle, Nate Sharp does it all. Um, Go support him on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. All right, Poke fans out there in internet radio land, it has been a lovely long hour spent with all of y'all out there, but it is time. Time for us to go eat some Taco Bell. I hope that you have had as much fun listening as we have had talking tonight. It's been real great coming back to y'all out there. We'll be back at you in a week to continue our new Alolan adventure. But until then, keep training. Keep, keep training. training. Keep catching. Keep, keep catching. catching. And uh, Satoshi. Kaki. Chi. Ni. Iku. What? Victory Bell is evolving. Victory Bell evolving. On the Taco Bell. By the way, boy, you ever had a lover? Alola? Alola! Mics are hot. I wonder if I'll get a, like, 10% decrease in my stats because of how hot these mics are. Hot to Michael.